Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about remembering the whole story. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. I'm actually excited because this is the beginning of season three of my podcast. I've actually been doing this for a little over, I think three years, about three and a half years actually. And I think I've decided I'm no longer going to say what the date is. I'm simply going to talk about whatever it is I'm going to talk about. And today is about remembering the whole story. But before we get into that, the Torah portion for this week is Pesach, which is Passover. You can find it. It's actually a double portion. It's special because it is about Passover. You can find it in Exodus chapter 12, verses 21 to 51. Then Numbers chapter 28, verses 16 to 25. The half tour portion is Joshua chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, chapter 5, verses 2 to 15, chapter 6, verse 1, and chapter 6, verse 27. The Brit Hadashah is found in John chapter 1, verses 29 to 31, and chapter 10, verses 14 to 18. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but my voice is not exactly up to par. I know. Those of you who do listen on a weekly basis know that last week I kind of called it in and and, um, did a replay of my very first episode of my podcast because I've not been doing too great. Um, This actually, I think, marks a full month of having ear problems for me. Um, I started with what they think is an ear infection. They still don't really know. You know, obviously they put me on amoxicillin, did that for about a week. It helped a little bit, but not really got off of it. And actually my ear got worse and to the point where I was having trouble sleeping. So then I went and saw the doctor again and they're like, Oh, you have a perforated eardrum. You've blown your ear. So it could have been because of the infection. They really don't know. You really, you you can blow your eardrum by doing nothing. It's very interesting, but needless to say, I'm having some trouble um, sleeping, which is causing me to, I don't know if I'm more sensitive to allergies or a cold either way. Thankfully, I'm the only one in my family who's being affected by whatever this is. I'm, you know, coughing and having congestion and not talking too well. I think the biggest problem is obviously my ears still hurting me. I'm still also experiencing some headaches on the left side of my head, but also my hearing is not so good on the right side, which is where the eardrum has blown. And because of this, I have no idea if I'm yelling at you right now or if I'm not talking very loud. So I apologize for that. That is the entire reason of the story. So if I sound a little bit off, that would be why. Keep me in your prayers. I'm going to be going to a doctor today and hopefully they will have some answers for me. And isn't life always like that? I'm so grateful For those of you that do listen to me on a regular basis, I drive a school bus for a private Christian school, and I'm so grateful that Easter seems to have fallen on the same week, or Easter break or spring break has fallen on the same week as Passover has, so there is no problem with me, um, one, being able to to rest during this week and hopefully get back to 100% because I've been unfortunately missing a lot of my 
congregation. I didn't go this past week, but the week before I did, and I probably should have stayed home, but I'm so thankful for the people in my life and that they're able to cover for me when I'm having issues like this. That being said, remember the whole story. I am going to be talking about Passover because I really feel like that's exactly what we should be talking about every single time. Um, this time of year, we're going to be having a Passover Seder at our congregation on this Wednesday. It was uh, something that we actually cater. It's the only time we ever charge anyone for an event that we do um, because we need to pay the caterers. And it's it's really nice. It's really well done. I really enjoy it. But I'm actually going to be doing two Passovers this week. One for my congregation and then my family and I are going to be doing a Seder later on in the week because my children enjoy having a Seder with their father and I where we can actually be involved. And so if you'd be like, why wouldn't you be involved if you're doing it in your congregation? My, my husband and I are the congregational leaders, which means that we sit at this, sit at this head table along with our other leaders and our children do not get to sit with us. And they don't get, we don't get to have the conversation back and forth with them because of that, which is unfortunate. Um, but it's also good because we get to, you know, include our spiritual family in our congregation. So our, our kids, you know, we gave them, this is the first time ever, we gave them the option of saying, hey, do you want to come to the congregational Passover? And that's where we'll do Passover. Or do you want us to have just a family Passover? And the majority of my children said, we want to have a family Passover. Our oldest one is like, I really don't care either way. So we'll probably be having it, I think, next Sunday, simply because that's when one of my daughters doesn't have to work. So I hope that you take the time to discuss with your family, like, what works best for you. I think there are pros and cons for each one, but I do enjoy the intimacy of my, just my immediate family being there. But when we go into Passover... As with every feast of the Lord, I I believe they're all a time of reflection and introspection. Not only of what Adonai has done for his people in the past, but also what he does for each and every one of us today. Passover is a fantastic example of this. We, like our Jewish brothers and sisters, during Passover, celebrate and remember the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt. But we, as believers in Yeshua, go a step further as we remember not only Adonai's physical redemption of the Israelite people in Exodus, but also the whole world's spiritual redemption through his son Yeshua. We just have to choose whether or not to accept this gift that is freely given or to continue living in the knowledge that we've chosen to reject that truth and to continue living in our sin. And my husband did a fantastic word this past uh, Saturday, and I'm actually going to steal a little bit of what he he wrote, a good portion of it, in fact, simply because I think he he made really good points. He actually got the idea from a friend of ours, Rabbi Eric Tokajer, who has a congregation in Florida. So if you are situated in Florida, I believe in the Panhandle, um, his congregation is called Brit Um. He's a very nice gentleman and he seems to know his stuff. Now, as we say, I say with everybody, uh, you know, that comes, you know, I don't even agree with myself half the time, but we don't necessarily agree with everything that he has to say, but we agree to disagree on some things. But 
he had a really good um, perspective about Passover this upcoming year. And my husband kind of took what he had to say and made his own sermon off of it. And I'm going to kind of grab my husband's sermon and talk about that here because I thought it was so well done. Every year in homes all over the world, just like I just said, uh, the Jewish people will gather with their family and friends around their tables for their annual Passover seders. They'll read from the Bible and tell the story of Israel's exodus from Egypt, remind, reminding their families of the powerful way that God used the ten plagues and the parting of the Sea of Reeds to redeem his people from their bondage and slavery. Believers in Yeshua, both Jewish and non-Jewish, will also be gathering to celebrate Passover, and they will also gather around their tables and tell the story of the exodus from Egypt. However, they will not only share the powerful message of redemption through the blood of the lamb that was slain in Egypt, they will also share the message of redemption through the blood of the lamb slain in Jerusalem, Yeshua, which basically is exactly what I just said myself. So I'm in, I'm in absolute agreement with my husband on this. While the observance of Passover provides the narrative of both of these redemption stories, almost all Passover satyrs focus their attention on God's redemption of his people from slavery. In the case of Egypt, God redeemed his people from the slavery of their bodies to Pharaoh. And in the case of Yeshua, God redeemed his people from the slavery of their souls from sin. However, neither narrative ends with the redemption from part of the story. They both include a redemption to narrative as well. The children of Israel were not just redeemed from Egypt. They were also redeemed to the promised land. They weren't just redeemed from Pharaoh. They were redeemed to God. Likewise, those who have been redeemed from sin and death have been redeemed to righteousness and eternal life. They have been redeemed to Yeshua the Messiah. When we only share the redeemed from narrative without the redeemed to, we are not just only sharing half of the story. We are also opening the door to bad theology. The entire story of the exodus from Egypt tells the whole story of our redemption through Yeshua. The narrative begins with the children of Israel in slavery crying out for deliverance. Just as our story begins with our recognition of our slavery to sin and crying out for deliverance. God heard their cry and provided a miraculous deliverance through the blood of the Lamb. Just as he did for us through the blood of the Lamb, Yeshua. Then God led them through the waters of the Sea of Reeds, which the Bible says was a type of immersion or baptism. Then God led Israel to Mount Sinai. He gave them the Torah and they entered into a covenant and committed to walk in his ways. After our redemption to Yeshua, we also enter into a covenant and commit to walk in his ways. Then Israel traveled from Sinai to the promised land, just as after entering into the covenant with God through Yeshua, we must walk out our lives until we are saved in our promised land, the world to come, also known as heaven. The problem with just telling the redeemed from part of the narrative, we rob people of the understanding that the full redemption of God isn't completed until the redeemed to part takes place. It is this focus upon only the redeemed from part that makes it so difficult for people to understand the words of Yeshua in Matthew 24, 13, which says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Which is a tough bit of scripture to unpack. So we're just going to scratch the surface today. But there were Israelites who were redeemed from Egypt who broke their covenant promises to God and never made it into the promised land. A whole generation of them. 
They were redeemed from, but were never redeemed to. Those of us who have accepted Yeshua as a lamb have been redeemed from Egypt or sin, if you want. And we have entered into our covenant with God. However, we are still on our journey through our own personal wilderness, on our way to being redeemed to the promised land. And the one who endures to the end will be saved. What does that mean? Does it mean that some of us will fall in the desert along the way? Yes, but not in the way you may be thinking. The whole generation that knew slavery in Egypt had to die before their children, who had never known slavery, could be redeemed to the promised land. And each and every one of us is going to have to die to ourselves in order to have our own redeemed to narrative. Yes, this whole generation will die in the desert, one way or another. The danger only, uh, the danger in telling only the redeemed from part of the story is that those who participate in the redeemed to part don't understand that being redeemed isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. What then is the end? Being saved is. And Yeshua is explicit. He who endures to the end will be saved. This year, as we gather to tell the story, let us not only focus on the past miracle of being redeemed from. Instead, let's also focus on the miracle of being redeemed to. I feel that that was such a fantastic word that needed to be shared. And I think that he did a really great job with it, honestly. For me... I think it's so easy that we do. We get so caught up in the rote and the traditions, right? We get like, well, this is how we do it. This is the Seder plate. And this is why we do this. And this is why we do that. And during the Seder, I think it's pretty, pretty obvious what it's all about. But in preparation for it, during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is immediately after Passover, I think it's, it can sometimes get lost in translation. But ultimately, the message of Passover is one of hope and renewal. It reminds us that no matter how difficult our circumstances may be, we do have the power to overcome them. And then we can emerge stronger on the other side. As we choose to celebrate this festival, let's try to remember that Redemption isn't just a physical act, but a spiritual one as well. I pray that we could all be blessed with the strength and courage to break free from whatever is holding us back and move toward a brighter future filled with love and light. That during this time we would choose to break the chains that might be holding us back from what God has called us to do and to be. That we also honor Yeshua for the sacrifice that he chose to make on our behalf, that he chose to be our Passover lamb so that we could be in communion with our father. Because without Yeshua's sacrifice, we are not able to be in communion with our father. But because of that sacrifice, we are. Not only that, we're also able to hopefully live, choose to live a life that glorifies him and not ourselves. You know, in this day and age, we seem to be very self-serving and 
self-centered. And instead, I think we need to go back to being God-centered and God-serving and glorifying him. As I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you could find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. <speaking in Hebrew> Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Hashem Yeshua Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, Amen. I pray that you all have a fantastic week. Take this time to rest, reflect, and remember not just the physical redemption, but also the spiritual redemption. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at messymessianicmama.com. Or you can email me at ELMMM3 at protonmail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much, and remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point, and I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.